Ladies and gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the Steam and Wise Guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! And now, let's get it on! Against the spread, Winning Picks with Mark Lawrence! Happy holidays, Merry Christmas to you and yours. This is Mark Lawrence, and I'm set to go against the spread for this, the final week of the 2014 football season. And with it, we've got a jam-packed show on tap for you as we preview the New Year's Day and later college football bowl games. I'll also tear down with you our NFL Game of the Week, a dandy inside the NFC South, which will determine who will represent that division in the NFL playoffs. We'll check in with Dave Tooley from Las Vegas to find out what's going on the final week of the Superbook contest to find out if the leader is still pulled away or where he is. And I'll also share with you my awesome angle complimentary play and a whole lot more here on this edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. And with that, it's a little time of a mini review, if you will, in the world of college football, taking a look at what I call my most surprising and my most disappointing efforts this year in the college football conferences, whether it be against the spread, straight up, whatnot. I know that when we previewed these college football teams in the 2014 playbook preview guide magazine, we had our opinions and obviously those have changed since then and the end of the football season, but doing this alphabetically conference by conference, taking a look here at the most surprising and the most disappointing teams in the AAC, the American athletic conference, I'd have to say the most surprising team would have to be the Memphis Tigers who went on to win that division. They went 10 and three, won 10 games for the first time since 1938 this year for the Memphis Tigers. The most disappointing team I'd have to give it to the Connecticut Huskies, a football team that was just two and 10 straight up into the spread this year and were continually outgained in every major football game they played, won the stats only one time. In the ACC, my surprise team would have to be the Georgia Tech Rambling Wreck. Yes, I know Florida State went 13-0 and undefeated. They were expected to win this conference, but it was Georgia Tech that surprised everybody and has since made it to a New Year's Day Bowl game because of their efforts this year. The most disappointing team inside that conference, how about Wake Forest, a team that completely fell off the map this football season. The Deacon Demons, obviously, writing on down football times for their football program. Inside the Big Ten Conference, my tip of the hat would have to go to the Ohio State Buckeyes getting it done with three quarterbacks, three different quarterbacks, to make it into the college football playoffs. Urban Meyer, another great job for the Buckeyes this football season. Most disappointing team has to be the Michigan Wolverines, who not only ended up a disappointing season 5-12 and 12 on the 5-7 and seven on the year, but also... Pink slipped Brady Hoke in the process, looking for a new head coach. It's likely to be Jim Harbaugh by the end of the National Football League season. We'll get more on that later after the playoffs conclude or the regular season concludes this week. Inside the Big 12 Conference, I'd say my surprise team would have to be TCU, the Horned Frogs. I realize Baylor had another bang-up football season, as you're expected to do, but TCU is outlined as one of our surprise watch teams inside the Playbook magazine, and they delivered the goods this year, not only pounding everybody 11-1 straight up, but going... 9-2 and two to the spread in the process as well. Terrific job by the Horned Frogs this football season. Most disappointing effort this football season here, I think would have to go to Texas Tech. 
Cliff Kingsbury's football team expecting a winning season, at least a bowl effort this year, but they ended up just four and eight on the season here. Very disappointing year for the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. Inside the Conference USA, my surprise team, well, we are not going to call it a surprise. It's the Marshall Thundering Herd here because we expected this team to go undefeated. We said that they would make it to the top 25 this year undefeated. They tripped up once this football season, but they delivered the goods. The Thundering Hood, Herd did, especially when they rolled over Northern Illinois in their bowl game on Tuesday. Most disappointing team inside the conference, USA. Had to be Texas San Antonio. If for no other reason, Larry Coker's team brought 19 starters back from last year. We're expected to once again be a bowl team this year and managed to win only four football games on the season. Bad down times for Texas San Antonio this football season. In the Mid-American Conference, most surprising team here, I think, is Northern Illinois. Not only did they win the conference championship, as they were expected to do, or in be, at least be in a battle for, but they did it impressively with 11 wins in the football season here. Another great job. They just perpetuate winning through the Huskies at Northern Illinois. Most disappointing team this football season here, I'd say it's a toss-up here. Probably, most likely, the Akron Zips. Terry Bowden was expecting this football team to have a winning record at least and make it maybe possibly to a bowl game, but ended up 5-7 and seven losers once again this year. In the Mountain West Conference, my most surprising team this year, I know Boise State won the conference as you were expected to do, so forth and whatnot, but Colorado State really put themselves in the map this football season here. Jim McElwain, in fact, won himself a head coaching job at Florida for the job he did with a 10-win season. i got to give a tip of the hat to the Rams at Colorado State for that great effort this football season. Most disappointing team inside that conference this football season, UNLV. Only won two games this year after going bowling last year, and in fact it led to a pink slip for Bobby Houck. He's out at UNLV. Inside the Pac-12 conference here, I think the most surprising effort this year, Oregon was expected to win the conference. They did just that. But I have to tip my hat to Arizona. The Wildcats did a great job winning 10 games this football season. Although they were money burners this year, only beat the spread four times this football season. 10 wins, quite an accomplishment for the Wildcats. Most disappointing effort this football season, Probably had to be Oregon State. Uh, Mike Riley leaves the football program here. A lot more was expected from this football team. They didn't deliver the good Stanford in a close call with them because Stanford only won seven games as well, and a lot was, more was expected from that football team. In the Southeast Conference, our most surprising team, I have to give it to the Mississippis, both of the Mississippis, State and the Rebels, on the great job they did this football season. They had their pedal foot to the pedal all football season long. A great job by Mississippi State and Mississippi this football season. Most disappointing effort this year, I have to say Kentucky, because a lot was expected from this football team. They failed to deliver the goods. Another losing season for the Wildcats, although I think they'll turn it around come next season. And wrapping it up with the Sun Belt Conference here, most surprising effort, obviously, Georgia Southern, new team into the league, dominated the league, winning nine games. Couldn't go to the bowls this year because of the new rule of switching over from Division Two to Division One, so they had to stay home for the holidays. That this football season. And I think the most disappointing effort in the Sun Belt Conference this year was probably the Troy Trojans in what was Larry Blakeney's last season, 25 years as a head coach with that football team. Managed to only win three games for Blakely in his send-out season here. So up and down season for Troy this football season. That's been my review of the college football season for the 2014 year. Don't you go away. When I come back, I'm going to share with you our review of the New Year's Day Bowl games coming up directly from our College Football Bowl Stat Report. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread.
Don't make a move without your playbook. It's Mark Lawrence's Playbook Football Newsletter, the football handicapper's newsletter filled with awesome angles, incredible stats, college and NFL game write-ups, and much, much more. Get your playbook now at 1-800-PLAYBOOK or visit playbook.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence. I'm going against the spread. Victor King is still on the sidelines, still recovering from his triple bypass surgery. I want to let our listeners know out there that Victor is doing really rather quite well, just coming along slowly because of the surgery. And he wishes to extend Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's to everybody listening out there. Victor King from the Totals Chip Sheet. You can still get Victor's work at the Totals Chip Sheet online at playbook.com or all the King Creole plays are available every day, daily, online, also at playbook.com. With that, let's take a look now at the College Football Bowl Preview Part 2 as we look at the College Football Bowl games that will take place from January 1st, Thursday, January 1st on out. The major bowl games are, for the most part, the major bowl games. In the Outback Bowl this year, it's Wisconsin taking on Auburn. The big news in Wisconsin was the departure of Gary Anderson leaving the football program to go to Oregon State. Barry Alvarez, the athletic director, will take over the head coaching reins for Wisconsin once again this year. And from the bowl stat report, we note that Barry Alvarez, as a bold dog in his career as a head coach, in college football was 5-1 and one to the spread. Uh, he really relishes taking points in bowl games. And in fact, also the bowl report notes that bowl dogs of seven or more who lost their conference championship game, as did Wisconsin, tend to bounce back going 7-1 and one to the spread. On the flip side, we're looking at Auburn, a football team, perhaps a little bit disappointed with four losses on the season here. They weren't expecting to lose four football games for the Auburn Tigers, especially after opening up 6-0 and on the season, or I should say 5-0 and on the season. But the bottom line is here, they settled into the Outback Bowl. Gus Malzahn's been a great coach in his college football career especially against winning teams. He's 15-7 and seven straight up and against the spread. But the downside, the bowl report stat says, that New Year's Day bowl favorites who allowed 33 or more points in their last game are just 5-16 and 16 to the spread in their bowl game. Moving on now over to the Cotton Bowl side of things where Michigan State will take on Baylor in a nice matchup between Big Ten and Big 12 football teams. Michigan State enters into the bowl having won and covered each of the last three bowl games in a row. The bowl stat report also notes that Michigan State led the country in time of possession and turnover margin this football season. They were plus 20 in giveaway takeaways this football season. The Baylor Bears, who many feel might have a chip on their shoulder after being denied a spot in the college football playoffs, they come into here noting that they're 3-1 and one straight up into the spread in bowl games after their in-off back-to-back wins. They're also the most penalized team in all of college football this year, having 116 penalties on the season this year. There's also a great stat on Art Bryles inside the College Football Bowl stat report, which is worth the cost of the bowl report alone. You can get your copy of the College Football Bowl stat report online at playbook.com. If you haven't done so, do so now and put yourself into the best position you can to win all your bowl games this football season. Moving on over to the Citrus Bowl, also on New Year's Day, January 1st, where Minnesota takes on Missouri in another Big Ten Southeast Conference matchup, a surprise team, the Minnesota Golden Gophers, 
enter this football game, having allowed more yards than they gained on the season this year. A little bit of a surprise that way for a football team that won eight games. The Gophers enter 0-6 straight up, only two point spread covers in their last six bowl games. And they also have the second worst passing offense of all the bowl teams. On the flip side, it's the Missouri Tigers, who had a really staunch football season this year, especially down the stretch when they won every one of their final six football games before being denied by Alabama in the Southeast Conference Championship game. The Tigers come in here. Uh, they were tied nationally in the Division II football FBS for the fewest fumbles lost this year. They only turned the ball over, lost the ball on the ground, fumbled only three times did the Missouri Tigers thus far this football season here. Also on New Year's Day in the Rose Bowl, the first of the college football playoff games, Florida State and Oregon Lockhorns on New Year's Day. And what a college football playoff game we've got. Florida State, who hasn't lost a football game in two years, taking on high-powered Oregon, who's really come alive down the stretch here, winning and covering each of the last eight football games in a row. The Oregon Ducks are really playing at peak levels right now. Florida State comes in here from the College Football Bowl Report, the noting that they're 4-0 straight up and against the spread in bowl games as dogs of more than four points. On the flip side, you've got the Heisman Trophy factor working here, perhaps against Oregon here, noting that Heisman Trophy winning teams are 0-7 to the spread when they're favored by more than eight points in a bowl game. But yet on the other side here, you've got bowl favorites of more than eight points who won their conference championship game. They're 6-0 straight up and 5-1 and to the spread. Moving it over to the Sugar Bowl, the second of the two college football playoff games between Ohio State and Alabama. Another great playoff matchup here. Ohio State gets here, gets here because of the 59-0 route over Wisconsin in the championship game the Big Ten championship game behind a third-string quarterback. The Buckeyes come in here noting that off of that big win here, bowl teams that are off a spread win of more than 40 points, as the Buckeyes were, are 8-3 and three straight up into the spread in bowl games. Alabama comes in here with a lot of bowl experience, to say the least. We also note that, like Oregon, bowl favorites of eight or more points who covered their conference championship game they're also 6-0 straight up and 5-1 and to the spread. On Friday, January 2nd, in the Armed Forces Bowl, it's Pittsburgh taking on Houston. Pittsburgh head coach Paul Chris leaves the program to take the job at Wisconsin here. Houston also fires Tony Levine, so this is a matchup of two interim head coaches in this football bowl game. Pittsburgh comes in 1-6 and six straight up into the spread in bowl games when they're off back-to-back wins. We also note that interim bowl coaches who are dogs in their bowl games are just 5-18 and 18 straight up and 8-15 and 15 to the spread. And that's a look at the New Year's Day bowl games this football season. A lot of power-packed bowl games, to say the least, on tap for New Year's Day this football season. Once again, be sure to get your copy of the College Football Bowl Stat Report now online at playbook.com, where you can preview all the New Year's Day bowl games and every bowl game through the championship game. Simply log on now at playbook.com. Don't you go away. When I come back, I'll preview with you our NFL Game of the Week. We've got a dandy inside the NFC South division where the Carolina Panthers take on the Atlanta Falcons that and we'll hop out to Las Vegas to visit with Dave Tooley when I'm back with more here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. make a move without your playbook it's mark lawrence's playbook football newsletter the football handicappers newsletter filled with awesome angles incredible stats and much much more get your playbook now at 1-800-PLAYBOOK or visit playbook.com 
Happy holidays once again to you and yours, Mark Lawrence, and I'm going against the spread on this, the final show for the 2014 football season here. I want to remind all our listeners out there that if you haven't yet done so, you can download our copy of our double issue of the Playbook Football Newsletter. This week, we preview 17 bowl games along with all of the NFL games in the final week of the season and a basketball slate of games as well. Check out the Playbook Football Newsletter now at playbook.com. Moving on now to our NFL Game of the Week. It's brought to you by DraftKings.com. And DraftKings, if you like daily fantasy sports, and I can tell you this, Playbook has gone fantasy. We love playing daily fantasy sports. This week at DraftKings.com, they're featuring a $250,000 prize pool. First place, $25,000 to the winner. The entry fee is only $2. Or you can enter for free when you make your first deposit at DraftKings.com. Check it all out now. There'll be 28,750 guaranteed spots paid out in this $250,000 prize pool at DraftKings.com. Remember, once again, only $2 to enter or free if you register for the first time. Simply log on now at DraftKings.com and use the promo code MLATS. That's short for Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. That's DraftKings.com, promo code MLATS, and pick up your share of the $25,000 first prize in the $250,000 prize pool at DraftKings.com. Taking a look now at the big NFL football showdown taking place in the NFC South when the Atlanta Falcons play host to the Carolina Panthers this week. We would probably call this, if it were a college bowl game, we call it the Despicable Bowl, given the fact that both of these teams have losing records and one of them will go on to make the NFL playoffs despite that fact. And in fact, coming into this football game, the Carolina Panthers have arguably played the better of the two football uh, results coming down the stretch of the season here. Carolina Panthers are 6-0 and to the spread in their final road game of the season when they're a dog taking on a losing team, as they will be doing on Sunday. They're also 11-2 and to the spread when they're off an AFC battle taking on a sub-500 division opponent. From our midweek alert statistical newsletter, it notes, talking about Carolina in the second half of the season, they've won the stats 66 net yards per game from game nine on out, have the Carolina Panthers playing a much better brand of football right now than they were struggling to begin the football season. On the flip side, the Atlanta Falcons come home off the big win last week over New Orleans, closing out the Saints season and putting themselves in a position to win this football game and go on to the playoffs. The Atlanta Falcons are now 5-0 and in all five division games they played this year, winning every football game straight up on the scoreboard. The Falcons also check in at 12-1 and to the spread in their final game of the season when they're off a division game, as they were against the Saints last week. The bad news for the Atlanta Falcons, though, in last home games when they own a losing record and are taking on a division opponent, they're just 1-5 to the point spread here. The bottom line to me in this football game here is the Atlanta Falcons bring the worst defense in the National Football League into the contest allowing 405 yards a game. That's 62 yards a game worse than the Carolina Panthers, who, as I mentioned earlier, are peaking right now. It's not like Carolina is sliding into the playoffs. They're actually playing their best brand of football right now. I'll take the points with the Carolina Panthers from my side in the Despicable Bowl Sunday in the National Football League. And with that, let's hop out to Las Vegas now and check in with our good friend Dave Tooley to find out what's going on in Las Vegas this final week of the 2014 football season. Dave, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to you and yours. I know it's a hectic time for you in Las Vegas this week. Yeah, very busy, but uh, 
also a whole lot of fun and even funner when the uh, the dogs were barking last week. Uh, had a really good uh, week, even though you know my top play, quote unquote, best bet, uh, lost with <laughs> the Cardinals against the Seahawks. But uh, that was the only dog I won with. I lost with the, the whole weekend. So it was a, uh, it's a really good way to go into the holiday holiday season with a little, little extra cash. I'd say it would be, especially with, like you say, when the dogs bark, everybody I know in the Thule household is happy. So is everybody in the Lawrence household because we we come out of that same breed, if you will, looking for those live dogs that uh, we've been nurtured to learn, learn to love when it comes to handicapping the sport of football. And uh, talking about big football games here, Dave, before I move on to the uh, Superbook contest portion segment of the show here, we know that the college football playoff games will be coming up New Year's Day. The four big, the four teams that made the playoffs, two big football games. What's the buzz or the word around town in Las Vegas about these two football games? Is uh, is there anything that might be noteworthy to pass along that from what you've heard in Vegas about these college football playoff games? Well, obviously, in the last time we talked about these, uh, the numbers have stayed pretty pretty solid since then. Uh, Oregon still about a nine point favorite. Uh, some some books about eight and a half against against Florida State, and uh, the uh, the money line on that game you know for an undefeated Seminoles team that <laughs> hasn't lost in two years, uh, you can get uh, you know upwards of uh, plus two eighty plus two ninety on them. So I mean you know some people are are looking that way with Florida State, but. Uh, it's, the action is pretty split. I mean, there's a lot of people that obviously think that uh, Oregon, that this is finally their time and uh, that they're poised to maybe win the title. So they're, they're also getting a lot of support as well. So yeah, I, don't, uh, I don't anticipate that number going to 10 just because, you know, Florida State, it's, it's hard to bet too much against an uh, undefeated team. But uh, yes, the number is staying pretty steady. And then Alabama, Ohio State, that number is uh, pretty much sitting right at 9.5. And that's getting pretty equal action, too, with uh, obviously Urban Meyer gets a lot of uh, respect in the, in the betting market, uh, you know, as well as Saban. So uh, that's uh, a lot. A lot of these these are really seen as two you know pretty good matchups, you know, even though the uh, <laughs> the spreads are both over a touchdown. A little bit surprising to me personally, Dave, to find these spreads being what they are. And I don't know if it's the lure of the fact that uh, maybe they're beyond the magic number of seven and in the dead spot zone, if you will, you know, sitting at nine and nine and a half. Uh, As you mentioned, if they got to 10, I think there might be a little bit more uh, action coming to the dogs here. And I'm sure the dog lovers will grab the 10 points in the football game. But uh, I'm a little bit surprised personally to find these spreads being what they are. I know there's a lure for these favorites here, Alabama, Oregon, but there's a difference to me of a lure in laying the points and laying these amount of points. It just looks like a, an attractive uh, array of points here for these underdogs in these football games. And we'll find out come New Year's Day whether or not the odds makers were right. It sounds like they are for all intents and purposes, given the fact that, as you say, there's kind of like equal money being bet on both teams. So it appears right. that they did, they exactly. did a good job. Yeah, exactly. And, and and most of the bookmakers I talked to have actually said that, you know, they know these numbers are inflated, you know, that if they were really making a true number, that it would be under a, a touchdown. But they also knew that if they put up, you know, Oregon minus yes. six or six and a half, and same with Alabama, six or six and a half, that that's all they would get would be <laughs> would be favorite money, uh, both that's sharps true. and squares. So, uh, so yeah, they you know I guess erred on the side of caution, uh, put it up over a touchdown, like you said, you know, between seven and a half and nine and a half, there's really not that much difference, and so you know, the, the numbers can kind of you know float in float in there. So uh, yeah, they they set that, and uh, you know, like we said. They, the action has been uh, relatively balanced, and 
Yeah, everyone's this is what everyone's been looking forward to. So yeah, we can't wait. Yeah, it'll be nice to see come New Year's Day when the two college football bowl playoff games finally do kick off. And speaking about balanced action, Dave, I know it hasn't been too balanced in the Superbook contest with uh, the ballers running away with this. CB ballers just doing a terrific job. How did they fare last week, and where, where do they stand heading into the final week of play in the Superbook contest this week? Uh, yeah, correction, it's CH Ballers. Oh, CH Ballers. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Just uh, make sure we get that right. Uh, yeah, they went 3-2 and two again last week. Yeah, 60-19-1 against the spread, 75.95%. Yeah, un- unbelievable. Yeah, for people that don't know, in the Super Contest, you pick five games a week against the spread over the 17-week season, 85 total plays, and you get one point for a win and half point for a push. And yeah, CH Ballers uh, with their 60 wins and one push are at 60 and a half points, which ties them for the record from 2011. Uh, San Suchi, um, Brady Cannon, uh, the, the golf guru, and uh, and his golfing buddies uh, set the record back then. But yeah, CH Ballers could go 0 and 5 and and still tie for that record. But if you went 0 and 5, General Sal was uh, three and a half points behind, so it uh, would be a risk of of, uh, of losing it. So. It's uh, going to be very interesting to see how that all plays out, you know, especially when the plays come out on Saturday, which I post those all in the View from Vegas forums. And uh, a lot of people love to take a crack at analyzing those plays, and you know, we'll see how many you know, common plays there are, if there's any opposite plays that could help someone make up ground. But uh, look, looking like it's going to be a coronation for CH Ballers, but you never know. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. The final week of the uh, Superbook Contest in Las Vegas, a runaway so far for CH Ballers thus far this football season. And Dave, before I let you go on the show here for the final time for the 2014 football season, your complimentary play, what live dog do you see on the NFL football card this week? Um, there, there are so many. I mean, I, I love this time of year because you definitely get, you know, where the public is just loading up on these teams that, you know, must win uh, to get in, either get in the playoffs or improve their playoff position. So you usually see so, so many inflated lines and so I've, I've been bouncing back and forth on a couple of these, you know, try, really, really trying to narrow it down. I think I'm going to go with the Panthers. <laughs> Panthers against go. the Falcons, uh, four-point underdog. But uh, well, I guess you guys talked about that at a, as your uh, game of the week, right? Yes, yes, we did. So, so you know, in addition to that one, uh, okay, why don't I also well. talk about the, the Bengals against the Steelers? Uh, okay. Yeah, the, the Sunday night game. Um, a little surprised that the this line has actually been going up a little bit. Um, Steelers have been playing well, but you know Beng- Bengals just beat the Broncos in Monday Night Football for a national TV audience, and that usually gets a lot of people on the bandwagon. But uh, the money's been coming in on on Pittsburgh, and I I, I think uh, Cincinnati can uh, turn the tables here and uh, complete what they uh, what they were looking like they were going to run away with the division. I, I think they can uh, get it done in the last week. Dave Tooley likes the Cincinnati Bengals in revenge against the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the AFC North division, capture that number three seed, and send Pittsburgh packing with the number five seed. Dave, we're going to put you down for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, although we know you like the Carolina Panthers as well, but we'll put you down for the Cincinnati Bengals for your official play on the final show here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. And once again, I want to wish you and the Tooley family the very merriest of Christmas and a happy new year. We've enjoyed once again working with you this football season. And our listeners out there, I want to remind you that Dave does write for ESPN.com. You can follow all of Dave's writings online at ESPN.com. 
especially check out his Tuesdays with Thule column. That's really an interesting read. And also the proprietor at viewfromvegas.com. Dave, I hope Santa is good to you and the family this year. And once again, very, Chris, Merry, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you and yours. All right. Thanks. And the same to you and your family and, uh, and all the listeners out there. Happy handicapping and happy holidays. That was Dave Tooley joining us from viewfromvegas.com. Don't you go away. I'll come back to put the final wraps on the final show here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread with my awesome angle of the week and my complimentary play when I'm back right around the corner here with more on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. for the playbook easily the winningest football newsletter in the nation filled with on the money best bet winners awesome angles and tremendous trends each week throughout the football season it's vital information you can't do without get smart get playbook get every edge imaginable log on today for a copy of this week's playbook football newsletter now at playbook.com or call 1-800-PLAYBOOK today now the moment you've been waiting for from the hot south florida sun it's mark lawrence with his awesome angle of the week all right guys let's get to it our final awesome angle of the week on the football show for this season and we're going to repeat last week's awesome angle it was called baby it's cold outside it was a winning play for us last week we have two qualifying plays this week and what we're looking to do is to play against any winning NFL Dome team that's playing outdoors in the month of December in a cold-weather site when taking on a division opponent. By doing this, we've gone 28-9 and nine against the spread since 1980, playing against these baby-it's-cold-outside NFL Domers. This week, we'll be playing against both the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions as they find out exactly what it means about it being cold outside this time of the year in the month of December. Before I get to my complimentary play on the football show this week, once again, I want to remind our listeners out there about the DraftKings.com $250,000 prize pool going on right now. You can pick up $25,000 first place with only a $2 entry, or it's free when you register for the first time. All you need to do is to log on today at DraftKings.com and use the promo code MLATS. That's MLATS for your promo code. Enter into the $250,000 prize pool where you can walk away with $25,000 this week with your daily fantasy football team. Big news here around the playbook offices this week also will be the release of my 10-star NFL game of the year on Sunday. You can pick this game up along with every college football bowl play I make from Friday through Tuesday, all part of our 10-star College Bowl Bonanza Week of Winners for just $149 complete. To take advantage, call me toll-free now at 1-800-321-7777 or log on to the website for our 10-star NFL Week of Winners at playbook.com. My final complimentary play on the football show for the 2014 football season will take place in the Independence Bowl on Saturday when Miami of Florida takes on South Carolina in a matchup of two disappointing football teams, a pair of 6-6 six and six football teams enter into this bowl game. South Carolina comes in after having won 11 games three years in a row. 
falling to just six wins this football season. Miami of Florida, six wins this football season, and just can't seem to get their stuff together here as they enter on a three-game losing streak. They were looking pretty good at six and three before they dropped their final three games of the season to conclude the, the football season here. We know in bowl games, Miami of Florida's just one and five straight up into the spread the last six bowl games. On the flip side, we're talking about a Southeast Conference dog that's off a double-digit spread loss. Those teams are 16 and six against the spread doing just that. I'm a big Steve Spurrier fan. I think he'll have his football team geeked up for this football game. I think personally the wrong team is favored here. The game open pick and has gone to Miami, the solid favorite in the football game. I'll grab up the points with South Carolina, the Gamecocks for my complimentary play on the final show here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. I want to thank all of our listeners out there for joining us each and every week here on the show for this 2014 football season. I've enjoyed immensely visiting with you each and every week throughout the season here. Make plans to join me now when we return for the 2015 season beginning in September. Until then, for Victor King, our co-host, Dave Tooley joining us from Las Vegas each and every week, and our friend Jack Reynolds, we know is listening from above. Happy holidays to you and yours. And once again, Mark Lawrence, remind you to always remember to bet with your head, not over it. And good luck as always. <laughs>